Ray, you know what makes me happy? I think I do, but I want you to tell me. Our season three sponsor, Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Oh my gosh, that makes me happy too. Yeah, you know, we visited this place a while back for the first time, and every time we make a trip down to Texas, we go out of our way to go to Roy City, Texas. Uh, I mean, it's like, what, an hour uh, east of the Dallas-Fort Worth area? It is. It's not that far out of the way at all. It's right off of I-30. Yeah, and dude, this is... I, I don't know how to describe how great this barbecue is. The brisket, the turkey, the pulled pork. I, I I have yet to have anything that wasn't just really, really darn good, man. And I got to tell, I got to tell everybody, Wednesdays, that's the key, right? We, uh, yes, there's something special every Wednesday, Mike. Tell them about it. It's it's the barbecue burrito. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's... This thing, I, I watched it on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I've, I've watched it for like a couple of years before I actually got there on a Wednesday because, you know, you and I usually pop in like on a weekend, but we finally got there on a Wednesday and I got to have this burrito and it is out of this world. No, I agree, dude. It's life changing. It's like, it's one of those burritos you don't realize will change the path of your life until you have it. And then the sun gets brighter, the clouds part, your belly gets full. And somewhere angels appear and just start singing to you. It's that kind of barbecue burrito. So Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they are in Roy City, Texas. They're about to open a brick and mortar, a new brick and mortar spot there in Roy City. They're going to have some great craft beer and some of the best Texas barbecue you've ever had. Check them out. Follow them. And when you're in the area, stop by and tell them. Mike and Big Race at you from Craft Beer Bucket List. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Welcome back, everybody, to Season 3 of Craft Beer Bucket List, where Biggest Ray Ray and Mike review beers you have to try before you die. Ray, dude, how you doing, man? Dude, I needed this so much. I am so stoked to be back behind the microphone and just drinking. Well, I didn't really stop drinking beer, but I'm I'm happy to be drinking beer and talking to you about beers and just you know living my best life. And this is absolutely part of that. Well, you know, uh, you recently had some news uh, that you know a lot of us you know, real, some heartfelt news. You want to share with us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, man. So, but before we drive on too far, uh, I want to dedicate our opening of season three, uh, to my dad. Um, I lost him two weeks ago and, uh, so super sad, but you know, that's, that's life. That's what we do. But I want to put one up for my dad tonight and take one down for him. So we didn't drink beers together an awful lot, but when we did, man, I sure enjoyed it. And, uh, so this one's for my old man. Yeah. And your dad was quite the character. I know that, um, there are some stories that we can't repeat on the podcast. Uh, you oh, know, God. but, <laughs> but your dad, your dad was a fun guy, you know, and, uh, really going to be missed. Um, but with you, you know, I'm excited to get this season kicked off. Um, we're going to talk about the beers here in a second, but, uh, we've got some cool guests with us today that have a, um, you know, a cool thing going. And I, and I just want to kind of give a tease that we're going to introduce them officially here in just a second, but, uh, I'm excited that there are season three opener 
Uh, I'm excited to have them on. Um, and I'm excited to try a, a beer that they uh, hooked us up with. So, um, Ray, why don't you tell us what beers we're drinking? Oh, dude, first. Um, should we crack our beers? Or are you going to introduce them first? No, let's uh, let's talk about the beers first. We'll introduce <sighs> our guests. And then I, I know you're itching, bro. I'm itching to hear your, your crack. I am. Whoa. Oh, God. I'm itching to hear the cracking sound of your beer when it opens. <laughs> <laughs> we we will get to that um i will i will all right, quickly all right, all right. remove my foot from my mouth and talk about our beers mike <laughs> so our first beer is going to be a chocolate habanero stout from iron monk which is a brewery right here out of oklahoma and our special guest beer tonight is going to be the flint hills af Yes, y'all know what AF means. This is Flint Hills AF from the Manhattan Brewing Company from Manhattan, Kansas. Boom. Boom. There you go. So I, I'm, I'm especially excited tonight is um, we're, we have uh, Julie and Ryan Sharp with us, and they're the maestros behind Parks and Pints. And Parks and Pints, you can go to P Parks and Pints. It's Parks, the letter N, and pints.com. Um, or you can go check them out on you know the different social medias. It's, they're, they're easy to find. Um, we'll let them talk here in a little bit about their mission and everything. But Julie and Ryan, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. Yes, uh, I, I was excited until I started hearing something about cracks, and now I'm not quite sure why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. For oh, fair statement. <laughs> oh, cracks. Wow. Uh, All right. You know, and we, we had the, the, we were, as we were getting ready for this podcast, we had the awful, or not the off podcast <laughs> Facebook message <laughs> talking about getting ready. And we, we had some colorful comments there too. It's, it's a good time. Um, without may further, may not all have pants on. I don't know. I can't, I can't confirm or deny. Um, okay. I, I, I can say it's warm enough in my house that, it could happen. Um, but I'm alone in my home office and nobody's around. So who knows, you know, I, this may gain or lose, this is more likely going to lose some followers. So, uh, I'm glad so, we can help with that. Yeah. So yeah. great. Good start. Uh, Ray, before we go any further, you did, you did a shower beer the, uh, not too long ago, right? How'd that do on social media? Uh, you know, at the time, it was one of my most liked posts on Instagram. So, I mean, maybe we're onto something. You know, you've got a lot of these uh, quote-unquote beer influencers that show a lot of um, flesh. Uh, maybe the guys need to do that, too. Uh, yeah, hard pass for me. I don't want to be the reason somebody drinks more beer for the wrong reason. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I got to talk about this, Mike. So, my wife got me, she got me several Christmas gifts. But she bought me, uh, uh, she got it from Etsy and maybe I need to look up where she got it so I can post it in the, you know, in the description of the podcast. Hey Ray, can but I interrupt you for a second? Sure. Oh, that's not fair. Not fair. But that, that was a great crack by the way. Um, R Ryan and Julie already have theirs open and they've probably already done with it. So I got to get on the ball. Yeah. You got to get on the ball. <laughs> I want, so, to, I want to know more about this Etsy gift. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on the Etsy. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, but it's this little suction cup, and attached to it is a 3D printed holder 
perfectly sized for a pint can. So I can put my shower beer handily on the wall in my shower and not worry about it getting wet or falling. Best gift ever. Cool. The best gift? Okay. Best gift ever. <laughs> well, for the for a shower beer, yeah. What else tops that for your shower beer? You know? I mean, I don't I don't know your I don't know. I'm gonna say I have a long list of other things I would like to have first. No, that's okay. Well, catch up to the rest of us, Mike. I'm, what the I'm hell? You, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way behind. So, uh, so <laughs> Ryan and Julie, um, you, I know you've been to Iron Monk before. Um, what'd you think about their space? I, I I really liked it. We we went down to we went down to Stillwater last fall um, just to get the heck out of town for a little bit and. It was it was great, man. Um, that was the first time we've ever been to Stillwater. Uh, the folks were real nice to us. We we had a personal tour. It was me, Julie, and a friend of ours. And the guy who gave the tour to us was his first tour by himself, so he was very self conscious. Um, we 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 busted his chops a little bit, but he, he, he so did a good cute. job. <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was so cute, but that's Julie can re- refine that later. I suppose. Because he was but, scared. He was cute. <laughs> but uh it, it was great and um the it, the the brewery itself was was nice and then inside the actual tap room was was great i got a good hat which i have a hat problem so i get a hat from everywhere i go i have like a hundred now but um it was great we had a good time julie what was your favorite beer from there when you were there Ooh, that's a tough one i don't remember i definitely had this one and the chocolate habanero stout, and mm-hmm. it was really good. There was probably some kind of sour that I really liked because that's usually what I like. That's the go-to. Well, what do you, what are y'all what are you feeling about this beer now that it's in a can and it's a you got a little bit of time between your visit and now? I'm still enjoying it. I don't think Ryan's had. I think this is Ryan's first try of it, right? Yeah, man. The, the, the spicy beers don't, don't really sit well with me. Um, I've, I am, I, I like the chocolate of this, of this beer, uh-huh. but the, the spice in the back of my throat is, uh, less than desirable. Oh, okay. love chilies and chocolate. It's, it, it's not a commentary. It's not a commentary on the beer itself. It's more, I'm, I'm not a spicy beer fan. Julie always gets the spicy beers. I take a hard pass. <laughs> Yeah, and it's got you know it's it's got the like the the peppery up yeah. front, and then like the little bit more of the the hardcore pepper on the back end. It feels like it it sits it sits back there for a while. You yeah. definitely feel it on your whole tongue. Ray, what do you, what do you what are you feeling over there? I'm feeling like I'm behind now because I haven't even opened it yet. Oh man, <laughs> oh, come on! What's so, the name anyway. of this podcast? Yeah, right. It's called it's called forever in a day. That's how long he takes. <laughs> That's so. In, anyway, <laughs> so I guess I'll drink some now. Not only that, you came out with that weak crack of a can. Yeah, I'd have I, to say Mike was better. Uh, I mean, he usually is. I'm good at a lot of things. <laughs> That's typically not one. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, Mike, that that's a talent that you have. Right. If, if you got to be good at something. <laughs> the, uh, 
So the, I think the other part is I'm getting a little bit of coffee with this beer, which I really like. Yeah, there's definitely a coffeeness in it. Yeah. Uh, so what are, you, what are you what are you feeling, Ray? Uh, so my mouth is warm, and I like that. Uh, so it's like the it for me. I'm not picking out any habanero flavor at all, right? Uh, so it's a very distinct flavor that I would think that I could pick out with this. Uh, I think it's lend. It's you know habaneros are sweeter peppers, which is great. I think it might lend to some of the sweetness in this, it being a chocolate habanero stout. But I'm not picking out the pepper, but it's got this nice lingering warm feeling about it from as soon as I put it in my mouth until after I swallow it's it's just kind of hanging out I, I I enjoy that I'm a I'm a hot and spicy guy I tell people I'm a food masochist I want my food to hurt me yes and uh, so like so the spiciness in here it's not I don't think it's hot at all it's not bothering me but it does make my mouth a little warm and it's like ooh that's fancy so Ryan, I don't know if you remember this, the, it may have been the first time we took a group of folks to Asheville for that conference there. And we went to a brewery like the first or second night we were there and they had a pepper beer that was on special, like a habanero lager or something like that. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Is that, is that the night that we wrote a journal article at the bar? I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, a good night. Um, I don't know. I don't know who got it, but it was like four or five dollars for a pitcher of this stuff, and we just kept drinking it. It was not good. It was not good at all. <laughs> uh, which we were probably pitchers of it. Yeah. Four bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that was also that was also the night that uh, maybe we had too much chili beer and ended up getting accosted by somebody on the street. So. Maybe that's a, a lesson here is take your chili bear in small portions. It had to do with a pair of glasses, right? Which was your fault, Bradley. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, I have, you know what? It's Maybe it is my fault. I have some interesting stories of my run-ins with the, the homeless folks. Uh, you know, most of the time, you know, we're cool and whatever, but I've had some real interesting interactions. So well, another one was must a, be your, it must be your sparkling personality. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had a, a lot of interesting interactions with them when we lived in Athens, when we were in Georgia, uh, in our well, yard, knocking on our front door. Well, I was going to say another interesting one I had was in Atlanta actually. And, uh, I, re, I don't know, man, Ryan, you may have been there for that one too. Were you in downtown Atlanta with us for, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we, we like saw a guy peeing on the street. Cool. <laughs> that could that could happen anywhere though. I yeah, mean, I mean to know, be I honest, know. that happens in my yard a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. But are you are you are you guys chili beer people? I mean, like if you see one on the menu, will you get it? Ray, what will. about you? No, every, yes, you know one of, one of my favorite beers um, ever. Mike and I were in Charlotte together to try this. Uh, was a jalapeno IPA. By oh gosh, who was that? Uh, Birdsong, Birdsong Brewery. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite beers ever. Uh, it was so so good. So you yeah, know, I'm definitely a fan. Yeah, and and that one was not up there with me. I, I feel like I only like uh, pepper beers or spicy beers if they're stouts. Um, I've tried that. You know, we had that one in Asheville. I forget the brewery, but another one is um, Cougar or not Cougar Bait. Nacho, oh. bait, 
that what it's called from country boys anyway it's um, also a it's a habanero blonde and it's, it's i'm not a fan of that either so um like you ryan it's not so much the, the beer's bad it's just that it's me right it's not you, i had a I, right i had a i had a run-in with a, a chili beer in denver uh like 10 10 12 years ago and ever since i've just been it's like a you know if you if you have a uh, maybe a run-in with a liquor when you're younger, right? You, and you can't drink it anymore. I just, I had a bad run-in. So it's yeah. it's probably not the beer necessarily. Uh, yes. Like like you said. Yeah. Man, for me, that's, uh, I don't know if you've ever had green apple schnapps or, or <laughs> apple pucker or whatever that was called. Oh, yeah, every night. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I had a you shouldn't bad be, experience. You, should, you shouldn't be drinking that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a real bad experience. I was like 22, and it was a bad day, bad night. Was it a martini glass? No, it was just straight out of the bottle. I'm probably revealing oh. too much. <laughs> Super classy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was at a bonfire, too, to be honest. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect bonfire beverage. Yeah, you know. <sighs> you could have yeah. dropped a jalapeno in there, man. You would have been all set. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Goodness. You know what's funny though is I, I actually like uh like um um oh hot uh crap. Hot damn. What kind of what what is the name of that? Cinnamon hot damn. Yeah, cinnamon hot damn. That's actually I mean I, what's that? don't mind that a bit. So Okay, yeah, did so you, did you say what's that, Julie? Yeah. Did what? I hear that? It's a uh, it's a cinnamon liqueur or cinnamon schnapps. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a, a fireball kind of thing? Or? Yes. Kind of like, yeah. What's the other is one? This, Goldschlager. A, yeah, Goldschlager. That's a good That's a good one, yeah. Is this a Oklahoma thing? I don't think so. I don't think so, I don't no. Think. I mean, I'd, I'll be honest. I don't know. So if anything, what's another one? Like Aftershock. Very that's, similar. Yeah, that's what I was trying to That's think. kind of an Oklahoma thing. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, it's very, very redneck. I'm going to offend somebody, but it's a redneck drink, y'all. Sorry. Oh, we, just... we drank it in Buffalo. <laughs> we drank it in upstate New York. Yeah, it was it's still redneck. Been to Buffalo. And, uh, no, I'm oh, kidding. I grew up super redneck. No, I, I grew up in the, in the stick. <laughs> being, from, being from Western New York does not preclude you from being a redneck. Yeah, uh, yeah you can be a redneck anywhere. or you know, Anywhere. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what, whether I consider myself like a, an upbringing of redneckness or white trashiness or hillbilliness. I mean, like I, this is still a debate that's internal for me. So um, I feel like hillbilly so, has to come from mountains though. That's true. And that's definitely to, like, not me. Grow up in the yeah. Holler. yeah. I get, yeah. You'd have to be a flat Billy. Yeah. I'm not a flat Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Oh okay. God. I've I've got to circle us back to the the chocolate habanero stout though. Um, is yeah. it? So I I have to ask this. I just had a beer burp. I muted myself for that, and my burp was warm, <laughs> like peppery warm. Have y'all experienced that with this beer yet? Any other lingering warm feelings with it? Let me let me work up a burp here. Hold on. Yeah, Ryan. Okay. Far gassier than I. I. I have not had a burp yet. So okay. So what about this- just in your mouth? No, I think this, yeah, I mean, it's definitely got a, a warmness to it. And this drink's really easy for what I can, what I would think would be uh, a beer that I would be more sipping on. And I feel like I, this one's a little bit easier to take down. What's the ABV on this? Yeah, it's pretty smooth. It's a 8.1. 8. 8. Okay, that's pretty solid. Yeah. 
it's it's all right for a stout. It's not bad. But what and maybe I'm out of touch here, but you know, this comes in at 45 IBUs, and, and we know that's subjective. But to me, that seems a little uh, a little hoppy for a stout. Yeah. But it's not a hop forward beer at all. Like I'm picking out no hops in this when I drink it. No, the the spiciness to me, the spiciness is overwhelming to me. Like the you can get some of that 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 chocolate and maybe a little bit of that coffee when you take the sip, but if you sit on it for a second, all I feel is is heat. Uh, and uh, you know this finish is really dry. Also, it does have a definite dry finish, and I almost feel like uh, you know when you make hot cocoa, like the Swiss Miss stuff, the little packet, and you don't stir it up enough. You take a big drink and you get like that chunk of powder. And it kind of just sits in your mouth and you feel it. I kind of get that with this beer. Just you, a is little. That a feel, is that a feeling you enjoy? <laughs> Not necessarily. It's just one okay. that I think we can all be like, you know what? Yeah, that's yeah. happened to me before. So for me, it would be, uh, uh, what was it called? Quick? Is that what it, the, the chocolate yeah. powder stuff? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to intentionally leave pockets of quick at the bottom of my milk and not stir it all the way so I could get that. Oh man! Oh wow! I'm not I'm not feeling that in this beer, but I want to make a beer that I get that feeling now. So that, thank you for the inspiration. A chunky beer. Oh. A chunky <laughs> beer. <laughs> wow! I love it. I knew these were gonna be good guests, Ray. I knew it. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. You guys didn't know what you were getting into. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. So I just like candid and real, and I and I feel like we have both of those in abundance. Do I need so, to watch my mouth? I do need to know that because I keep um, coming close to Ray, Ray, like crazy. But Ray, Ray's so, got a sailor's mouth usually, so okay. I, I do. I, yeah, I cuss like a sailor. Um, I do my best to avoid that on here. I have bleeped out a few f bombs. Um, I've left a couple in and marked the episode explicit because that's that's a requirement on the on uh, our platform. Um, but if it comes out, it's just whatever. You know, we're all adults. Okay. I I feel like our target audience is well above the legal drinking age. At least I certainly hope so. And I believe our audience is pretty mature. Yeah, this so. is a this is a, a family beer show. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know. <laughs> And what you know, you try to keep it that way because if you say the f word every you know third syllable, people are going to get turned off by that. But right. I think if it's used appropriately, most adults would be like, "Yeah, I, I can see why he said that there." Yeah. So, man, you just made this podcast a bummer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Ray. Oh. Ah. Oh, that's that's we balance each other out, Mike. Because I'm always like, "Oh," and you're like the happy-go-lucky guy that everyone loves to be around. Yeah. And, uh, we create this neutral duality. Wow. 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 Now yeah. it's now it's getting zen. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I do what I can. All right. I do I do I do have my yoga pants on, so <laughs> well hell at least one of us is wearing pants. We're, okay. we're doing good. The secret's out. Ryan's the one wearing pants. Yeah. Well they are they are yoga pants, so they're still very revealing. So no, fair enough. Shows all, so, the, shows, shows all the curves, <laughs> all of them. So, uh, reveal, right? I, I'm going to ask you for another reveal here. Um, what would you rate this beer out of ten? Um, I have to say, there's there's a caveat to my rating is that I am not a spicy beer fan. So it's, um, I would say, for me, it's it's a six and a half seven. 
Okay, no, that's fair. I'm surprised you rated it that highly. I do like the chocolate taste, but the uh, the aftertaste, the 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 spicy aftertaste, is not something I would want to have for a long period of time. What about you, Julie? What would you say? I'd give it at least a good solid eight because I think it's tasty and easy, smooth. But I couldn't sit around and drink a lot of it. Yeah, it's important to consider too that Julie grew up in in uh, spicy hot sauce land in Buffalo. So, <laughs> good point. Right good point makes sense. R- R- Ray, um, I know you also enjoy buffalo wings, um, but what would you give this beer? So for me, honestly, I would I would cap it at seven point five. Um, I think it's a solid beer. Uh, it's it's truly a stout. So I'm not, I didn't get as much coffee or chocolate notes as I would have liked. Um, just the 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 oddball heat, and I'm saying odd because to me it didn't taste like a habanero. I didn't get the sweet heat I would expect from that. Uh, so I think seven point five is still solid, but where I enjoyed it, I was left just a little underwhelmed. All right. So um, as I'm giving my rating, I want everybody to think about something that we're doing today is uh, we're going to come up with a song that we think of or feel within our depths of our heart when we drink this beer. And I'm going to come back one. around. That. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give it also a 7.5. Um, I, I really think that this beer would benefit from two things. Uh, the first one being some lactose. So, uh, you know, whether it's full on milk stout with habaneros or if it's just adding some to make it a little bit creamier and maybe help dial back that, that heat a little bit. That's my, my, that's my opinion. I'm welcome to it. Um, the other thing I think would help out a lot, and, and this is going to sound really harsh is I think the can art needs a lot of help. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think the beer is fine, but this is not a beer that I would not see the can art and think, Oh, got to try that. So, um, can I, can I, can I ask a question about that? Sure. How, how influenced are you? So, uh, Mike and Ray, how influenced are you by like can art? Does that, does that play a big part of how you choose a beer off the shelf? Ray, do you want to go first? Uh, yes, honestly, I'm a, I know I'm a very visual kinetic person, um, but can art, that's on the mic and I've talked about quite a bit. Can art definitely draws my eye and, uh, plays into my decision-making matrix, uh, especially when I'm trying beers I've never seen before. So if I had time, I would probably go to an online review of almost every beer I see out there and see where it stacks up. And not that, not if it falls, like I'm a beer advocate, if it falls below 80 or something, that doesn't automatically get it marked off my list. Um, but that just takes a lot of time. Um, so what I look for is not so much, I mean, graphic design is what it is, but you know, with, with this beer, if I was just walking by it, I mean, it, it'd be, I'd have to sit there and really look at it to find out what it's about. Um, so I'm looking for something that draws my attention, at least make me look at it a little bit more. Um, but I'll say this, man, like I I think the people, and I think a lot of brewers brew really good beer and they miss the mark with bad marketing. Um, so I think it does for me, I'll say I'm in the middle. So, I mean, I've, I'm sure everybody on here, we've all had a lot of different beers. And at this point I'm looking for something different. Um, right. when I go 
down the aisle, uh, wherever I'm at. And how do you, how do you get recognized as, as something different? You got to stand out. Right. I, I, I mean, yeah, this is a little off topic perhaps, and you guys can cut this if you'd like, but it's, it is an interesting conversation because like I, I think of New Belgium, New Belgium kind of rebranded themselves now as like an IPA company all of a sudden. Yeah. And, but they're, they're, there's, there's uh, voodoo ranger artwork is awesome and it totally draws people to it. So I, I, I think that makes a huge difference. I mean, they make good beer too, so that helps. Right. But, yeah. um, but something interesting is that when we went to iron monk when we went to the brewery we loved the can art we were walking around getting the brewery tour and there were all these cans everywhere ready to go through the canning line and we were taking pictures of how cool it all looked yeah so it's interesting that you know the uh, whatever yeah they actually worked they actually worked with the university if i'm not mistaken to have a contest to to make the artwork for their cans Oh man, well, one this one this one's least. terrible. This one should have been taken back to the drawing board. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, I've got I've got a one of their milk stouts in the fridge, and um, you know I've uh, you know there's there's stilly wheat and some other of the, their beers I've had, and you know I'm trying to remember, I, I think the deer antler velvet uh, is their amber. Is that right? Is that them? I think so. Yeah, their art that artwork's awesome. It's very yeah, amazing. right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you go from that, which is really cool, good graphic design, and into this. So, but but you're right. I mean, like you know, it, but you think about like um, you, you know, you mentioned New Belgium, right? Um, you know, you think about their 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 winter is it or whatever one of their winter beers is accumulation. Mm-hmm. Yep, accumulation it, yep. Yeah. And it, when you walk by it, you, you immediately are drawn to it because of the picture, it, you know, it, you know, it's a winter time beer. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, the same thing with, the uh, with, uh, Oh heck fat tire, you know, um, you know, it's just, maybe it's the uniqueness aspect of it. I don't know, but like, it, it's just good design. And this, I just don't, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. <laughs> so, I don't know, Ray. We should. Oh, oh, we got to do our songs. Songs. Yes, we do have to do our song pairings. Yeah. Uh, Ray, I'll let you ask everybody's song. Okay, so ladies first. Uh, Ryan, Ooh. what's your wait, wait? God, Julie, Julie, what's uh, what's your favorite? Very good. Very good. <laughs> what song would you pair with uh, with this beer? Okay, so there's this Hades song. That's a good start. <laughs> this is, this is going really well. I don't know. I just heard Ryan kept saying he feels the heat. <laughs> I think it's Eddie Money. It might be. Or or uh, Eddie Rabbit or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> Eddie Rabbit. Eddie Rabbit. All right. Gene Bouvier? I don't know. I Googled it. Oh. War. What was the name of the song? Feel the heat. Feel the heat. Okay. When I googled it, Pretty Boy Floyd. (laughs) No Eddie Money. (laughs) I liked Eddie Rabbit. Or Eddie Eddie Rabbit. Rabbit. (laughs) Wow. No Eddies. I don't know. That's my song. (laughs) All right. So Ryan, uh, what's what's your song to pair with this beer? So uh, uh, I am also a kind of a early child of the 80s, more of a 90s kid, but I grew up in the 80s. 
So uh, anybody that might be familiar with the Miami Vice soundtrack, I'm going to go with The Heat Is On. Um, <laughs> but I need, I need help with the artist. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised I didn't hear an Eddie that- rap reference. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So now that song's totally stuck in my head. It's, uh, it's like, wow. So, Mike, what, what's what's your song to pair with this? Uh, uh, I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Um, I don't know, like it just popped into my head, and I haven't been able to get it out. I love it, uh, and I like, I like, I like me some Boss. You could also go with the uh, the Elmer Fudd the Elmer Fudd version of that. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Which Robin Williams does? You should look it up. It's good. Wow! All right. Okay. What about you, Ray? So this is so random, has nothing to do with heat, but the song Roxanne by the police popped in my head as I was drinking this. The, <laughs> well, the red can? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know anybody named Roxanne at this point, but that song just in there. Oh, red can. <laughs> Man. So, this, yeah, this, so, this uh, is backfiring. Yeah, hey. <laughs> We all, we all have unique experiences, Mike. You you have to expect a whole consortium of things to come out with this, you know. You know, uh, I, I just want to I just want to say thank you to Ryan for making me think of Eddie Rabbit. I haven't I haven't thought about Eddie <laughs> Rabbit in probably two decades. Well, I'm, I'm dude. Is is this music? Is this music thing? Is this a new thing for y'all this season? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I give it like eighteen thumbs up. I love it. Okay, I need yeah. to it. I yeah. don't think I've ever thought of Eddie Rabbit. <laughs> there's, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, the the last time I thought of Eddie Rabbit, this is going to sound terrible for any Eddie Rabbit fans, but I was at a flea market and his cassette tape was on the table with no cassette tape in it. It was just the case. <laughs> I actually would expect most Eddie Rabbit fans to identify with that story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, all you Eddie Rabbit fans out there. My gosh. I think there needs to be something in the liner notes of this episode about Eddie Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, there has to be now. So I have to give him a shout out on our Instagram just to see what kind of response we get. He had, he had two greatest hits compilation CDs. Two? Yeah. That's what it says online. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. It's Eddie Rabbit, keep it real. Can any of us name a single Eddie Rabbit song? Um, I mean, I'm looking at him, so I can. <laughs> <laughs> I off the top of my head, no, I I should be able to, but no, I can't. Um, so I don't recognize e- any of these. Same right, the first of it. Driving my life away in 1980. Uh, I think the big one is Rainy Night. I love a rainy night. Oh, yeah. That's Eddie Rabbit, yo. Did you know that was Eddie Rabbit, or did you just look that up? I looked it up. (laughs) Oh, okay. I love how the first thing that pops up on my Google is, how much is Eddie Rabbit worth? (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Three million bucks, man. Mine was, what did Eddie Rabbit die of? That was the first Eddie Rabbit thing I got. This is now an Eddie Rabbit podcast. (laughs) Hey, we'd probably have more followers. (laughs) 
Probably. Oh, oh my there's God. a lot of there's a lot of old truckers out there listening to Eddie Rabbit still. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gotta, sure there are. I, you gotta you gotta pair that with a Conway Twitty, you know. Conway, that's right. <laughs> oh man, Ray, we need to go to commercial break. Or what's your song? Oh, you already told us. We don't care. I told Roxanne, you. whatever. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So anyway, guys, break time. Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our season three sponsors. Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude, Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. So good grief. Anyway, Mike, I've been sitting here for like three minutes waiting for you to talk, and it's just dead air, and I don't know what to do. Julie and Ryan don't know what to do, so I'm expecting you have something here. Yeah, please tell me you do. I, I think we should all drink our beer. So um, this next beer, so what, I, what I'd like to do, if this is okay, Biggest Ray Ray, is we, we all open our beer, or if you've already opened it, that's okay, no judgments, but I'm going to open mine. We can start drinking some good beer here, and then I want to talk to Ryan and Julie a little bit about what they got going on. Yeah, as long as we don't talk about Eddie Rabbit, I'm, co- I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can, I, I I just, I, I've been sitting here waiting to open this beer while we talked about Eddie Rabbit, and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's let's do that. Let's yeah. Go ahead, Mike, please. Oh, I, I go first. Yes, do it. Okay. How was that? Can I go now? Yeah. Ah. Oh, that was a terrible crack. Oh no. Oh man. Yeah, they stuck my thumb in it. <laughs> so oh no, I feel so much pressure now. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think I How win. did that come through? It was better than mine. Ooh, I like it. You just took my glass. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? This is this is man. Kudos on getting this beer. So what? What's the yeah what's the yeah, yeah. yeah? What's the first thing that smacks you in the face? Boom. Uh, Eddie Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't close my eyes. No. no, that's Keith Whitley. It's the wrong song. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the, like a, like the smoked coconut type flavor I'm getting out of yes. it. <laughs> yes. Can I, can I tell you a story about that? Uh, I guess. I mean, this is your time. Tell us. We, uh, so we, we were fortunate enough to, to, to have this collaboration with Manhattan Brewing Company. And we would go into the, the brewery from time to time and tested at different stages of like the every other day. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to get, you know, he would give us a taste and like explain where it was and all that kind of good stuff. So as it got towards the end, he, he gave us a sip. He's like, we're, we're just about ready to put these into the, into the bright tanks and all that kind of good stuff. So they could carbonate it and all that. And he says, what do you think? And, and Julie and I both kind of looked at each other and be like, it needs more coconut. So like he put 
another giant bag of coconut in it. And <laughs> the, the, the consensus was that was the right move. We were very nervous about that move at the time because it's like, oh, my God, that's a lot of coconut he's put in there. But it seems to have paid off. He seems to know what he's doing, that Garrett. Yeah, you know, I don't. So I think what I like about it, and 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 I don't know what coconut they used or whatnot, but it's um, it's not like a just punchy in your mouth coconut. It's very, you know, it's it's there and present, uh, but it kind of sits back and lets some of the the smokiness kind of come in with the stout first, and then it comes in. So I think it's, you know, while it's very present, I think it's well balanced too, and in, in, in my opinion. Well, there's also. Coconibs and vanilla mm. and lactose. Yeah. The vanilla, the vanilla didn't really come out. I mean, you can maybe kind of taste it a little bit, but the the I think the coconut kind of overpowers it a little bit, which is fine for me. Yeah, maybe the vanilla helps bring it back a little bit. Um, and I like the lactose helping it, you know, just be that very smooth on the tongue taste. Have uh, have you and Ray had uh, Death by Coconut before? Have you guys talked about that on your show? Uh, is that the Oscar Blues? It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've had it. I, we've never had it on the show though. That's a. It was kind of the. That's a porter, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. But um, that was kind of our our motivation or our inspiration, if you will, for for yeah. this beer. No, I think so. Um, you know. The the chocolate the chocolate chocolate ness good grief, um, with the coconut man it's just it's a good pairing no matter what right and then so so tell us so while we're drinking uh, Ryan how did Parks tell us what Parks and Pints is great yeah well first first and foremost I I uh, Julie and I would like to uh, give you Mike credit for helping us develop the name i don't know if you remember that we were sitting in a bar uh uh appropriately enough in scottsdale a brewery brewery in in scottsdale and we were sitting there kind of thinking of names and if i'm not mistaken julie and and confirm this or not you're you're actually the one that came up with the name i mean i'll take all the credit i guess i'm happy with that i do think that mike was the one who came up with like we were toying with all these words and i think parks and pints was came out of mike bradley's mouth first all right just so, just so you know you will be seeing no royalties <laughs> oh that's well you know that's okay, that's fine we, we. <laughs> yeah yeah well uh so no and that's you know i i like what you're doing and all that so it's it's even if there was royalties i'd say just you know put it back in the coffer um yeah. So yeah, so so that's where so it got started in. I mean, what, that was like what four or five years ago in Scottsdale. Phoenix? About yeah, I think it was about four or five years ago. Um, and and Julie and I just kind of had this idea about you know we both have worked for the National Park Service and we love the outdoors and you know I teach in 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 a park management program and um, you know we just we just love parks and we believe in the power of parks and and what nature and the restorative powers that it has for you physically and mentally and you know the opportunity to share that that type of experience with your friends and family and honestly it was just we like to travel so we started an instagram page or julie did i guess right julie yes i started an instagram profile just to put 
Because for the 15 years we've known each other, what we do is get in the car and drive around for like three weeks at a time all over the country. And we just look for national parks and breweries along the way. So I decided we'll put them all on Instagram together in a spot that doesn't have our kids so that I can feel comfortable with the public following us. Sure. Without my kids on there. Yeah. So it, it, it really just started as, as, you know, an Instagram page that, that idea that, that afternoon in Scottsdale. Um, but as we started to think more about it, we, we, we started to try to figure out ways that it could actually provide a service of some sort. Right. It, it took us a while to come up with that, but essentially where we landed is it, it it's a, it's about community. Um, we, we live in a small town now in Manhattan, and if we lived in a different small town somewhere else, which a lot of colleges are located, which is where I work, and it's, it's about building, you know, the, those small communities. You know, we're not interested in the Applebee's of the world. I mean, I'm sure those have great value, and people like to go to Longhorn Steakhouse and all that kind of good stuff, but Julie and I are really more interested in in, in really building that community and, and, and supporting local businesses to foster that 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 sense of togetherness that that small towns can can have through these shared experiences so basically what we came up with is is and it's still rather new is we want to partner with organizations we want to like breweries we want to uh organize uh, uh festivals and these types of things with other partners in our communities and 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 some of the proceeds from these endeavors we want to funnel into scholarships for students to do in parks and protected areas. So they will do some sort of research or some sort of project that will support whatever park or protected area they, they pick, or, or even just, it could be a local park, right? So Manhattan Brewing Company that we partnered with on this particular beer, they had the idea that maybe at a, we have a community garden here in Manhattan, Kansas. They're like, let's, let's, let's develop a hop garden that we could actually take the hops from that student project and then funnel them into another beer that we might be able to create. So it's really just an opportunity for us to try to give something to students that really lights that spark. And, and, and Julie, maybe you can talk about like that, that initial spark that got us going that really kind of inspired us to do this. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's hear some origin stories. <laughs> uh, so I guess it was a little over a year ago. We were trying to decide like, what do we want Parks and Pints to be? Like, we really wanted to do something with it, which is when we came up with the idea of we'll make some sort of, like, scholarship, you know, small scholarships. It's nothing big. We haven't given any away yet, but we're hoping too soon. Um, and we, Ryan and I, got started when we were in grad school doing natural resources, recreation, and tourism stuff. Um, we got a grant for... $500, I think, Ryan? That's right. We just got this small grant to help us go to Cumberland Island National Seashore and work on some interpretive stuff there. And it kind of was like, uh, fired us out of the cannon. Like, it got us going on all our national park stuff. We both ended up working for the Park Service after that and working in parks on various projects. And now it's pretty much all Ryan does is research in national parks and it all came from that one little grant that we got so, well, yeah. so we 
Yeah. So we really want to try, I mean, it's not always going to work that way. Right. But it's, it's, it's a, we're talking about doing these 500, maybe a thousand dollars as we start to ramp up a little bit, but you know, nothing that's going to change an individual's life in any sort of monetary way, but it's that inspiration that we're hoping uh, can occur through the opportunity to, to do this work in, in a chosen park or, or protected area or whatever the case may be. So we're, we're really hoping that this is, this is that, that almost maybe in some cases, literal seed that can be planted that this student can, can realize some sort of trajectory that they might want to follow in their career. It also helps to make, just like doing the project helped us to get connections in the park service. And right. that's, what I think was like the biggest trajectory. I mean, we already knew we already had that spark with what we wanted to do, but it got us into a park and we actually connected with, you know, chief of interp, the superintendent of the park, the chief of resources. Yeah. yeah and, here's, and, and here's the thing too, man, it's, it's fun, right? I mean, it, it, it wasn't that much of a stretch when we were sitting together talking about what this was six years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, you know, we are certainly not the only ones that like to drink beer in parks. Um, so it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of a natural fit. Like people like to be outside. People like beer. And, and those two things don't always go together for everybody, of course. But, you know, when I go backpacking, I like to take, you know, at least one can of beer with me. And a lot of people do the same thing. So it's one it's, can it's of beer. Fit. Come on. What's that? <laughs> like one case, one maybe? Can, one can of beer when you go back. <laughs> Dude, it depends on how far I'm walking, man. There's only, so, there's only so much motivation I can get from Eddie Rabbit in my headphones while I'm hiking. <laughs> uh, full circle, baby. Um, Good callback. <laughs> So, the, so you know, in Cumberland Island's a special place in and of itself. So, I mean, it's it's not hard to think about you know drawing that kind of inspiration. But you know, something that, um, that when I look at this, something I think is just incredibly cool is as the funding for a lot of this type of stuff uh, for parks, whether it be you know the National Park Service, Forest Service, whatever it may be, there, a lot of that funding is getting a little bit more restricted, and then even at the higher education, these students that are coming, um, with less resources. So, you know, for them to get out and do that stuff, sometimes it takes a little thing, you know, a little extra. And I think that's really cool. Definitely. Yeah. 500 bucks. I mean, it's 500 bucks is nothing to sneeze at. Right. But it's like 500 bucks. If I was 18, 500 bucks. Now somebody gave it to me, I'd be super excited about it. But 500 bucks when you're 18 years old or 20 years old and you don't have jack. How about five hundred bucks when you're thirty and in grad school? With what, well, we didn't, have any, make any money. we didn't have any money then either. So <laughs> that's what I'm uh, saying. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I'm saying, like in general, our target is not going to be thirty-year-old people that don't know what they're doing with their life. <laughs> um, you ever see that? You ever see that uh, Simpsons episode uh, where they're talking to it's some long-haired? He has a ponytail and uh, something like no Bart like on the grid. Go ahead. Bart holds up a ponytail on his head and says, look at me, I'm a grad student. And Bart's <laughs> like, don't judge grad students for making bad life decisions. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so I feel attacked. Anyway. <laughs> 
Well, you don't have any hair, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, by choice, not because you're losing it. But uh, so it's 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 just it, I really think that that opportunity and 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 Manhattan Brewing Company has been really supportive of us. I mean, they just opened in July, man. Like they they opened during like maybe the worst time ever that you could open a business since 1932. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they've they've they still bought into this idea and they're they're giving us a dollar off of every pour to go towards this scholarship effort so we're we're really excited about it yeah i was going to ask about that so the, the last time i was in manhattan uh th- they did not exist so uh you know tell us about manhattan brewing as a company and in their space and all that kind of stuff let's hear let's hear about them julie you want to go uh, I feel like you like talking so much more than I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, it, it, it's an old, so it's downtown in Manhattan and they kind of have this kind of old kind of historic business di- district. It's called, it's on points Avenue. Um, they have two main sections of Manhattan. One is called Aggieville. You may be familiar with that. And, any undergraduate that's been here knows what that is. That's where all the, uh, they have a, you know, they have bars called like the bomb bar where you can get shot. Shot stop. Shot stop. Yeah. Right. So um, this is not where that is. Um, This is in the quote unquote grown up area. um, uh, And it's in a historic building. It's, I don't know, maybe early 1900s is when the building was built. And, they actually something cool they did is they took some of the rafters in the basement that were helping support that were kind of rotted out a little bit. They actually took those out and they used them to build the bar. So it's really kind of cool um, that they use the existing materials to do that. Um, it's a really neat. It's got like these weird gold uh, ish like ceiling tiles. Copper. Copper. Sorry. It's copper uh, ceiling. <laughs> definitely not gold, but. Um, uh, it's, it's a relatively small space, but it's, they have the, the actual brewing tanks are, are, are kind of a part of the bar. They're not separate. They're not walled off. So it's very, when they're brewing a beer, you know it. Um, which is funny. We were in there one day and somebody, somebody walked in and be like, they smell like, it smells like a brewery in here. No, she said. It smells like shit in here. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I was being generous. <laughs> And then when one of the guys who overheard her when she went to cash out, he was like, oh, if you notice the smell in here today, being very diplomatic and customer friendly, even though these women were not nice. Uh, he said this because we're brewers and she started in this whole, oh, well, I was just saying it, it just it smells herbal. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But to, but to me, that's really cool is that it's like it's there's no separation between what they do and what they serve. Yeah. Um, and the guys that work there, uh, Garrett, Adam and and uh, Jake, Jake, geez. the owners, hopefully he doesn't hear this part. But um, uh, <laughs> they uh, Adam and, and Garrett both worked for Tallgrass Brewing, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. So they, they came over from Tallgrass Brewing, so they got a lot of their experience there. And, um, you know, this is this is my humble opinion, but they have far surpassed Tallgrass Brewing. Tallgrass Brewing makes great beers, but the folks at Manhattan Brewing Company are, are 
they're making some really cool beers. I think the, the Flint Hills AF, AF is a good example of that. I think they have, I don't know, what do they have, like 14 beers on tap right now that they've made? I think so. And what I really like I, is I, they just always have like a really good variety of styles. Like you have to find something you like there. It just would be impossible not to. And it has and it has that great. Uh, I don't know. Julie and I have have made a. We have a pretty good relationship with the the guys that own the place. So maybe it's just our perspective and our experience. But it really has that kind of cheers kind of vibe, right? Uh, maybe that's dating myself too much. But it's uh, you know I'm I'm not Norm at the end of the bar. I don't go that much. But it's I don't know. But, we walked in there a couple days ago and. Three people standing in the front of the place that worked there were like, we were just talking about you guys. Where have you been all week? <laughs> so, so, I don't uh, know. Maybe we are Norm and Cliff. <laughs> uh, am I Norm or Cliff? Uh, I don't know. Which one am I? <laughs> okay, yeah. We don't think we want to answer that right now. Um, no, that's fair. But it definitely it, it has a, it has a, a nice neighborhood vibe right i mean you it's really do a great vibe it's a yeah. super cool space it's like warm and friendly and sunny and i love it and this is all in the age of covid right so i mean like they, they've had to reduce the number of people that can be in there and um you know be creative with with how they can still provide a place for people to to have good beer um and and I hope they're doing well. I mean, we don't know their financials, but I'm sure it's a hard time for all these types of businesses. But you know, we're 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 doing what we can to to definitely support that place. It's 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 a great place, and they make fantastic beer. You know, one of the things that, that breweries can do to really make sure that they make it is make high quality beer, right? And yes. and I haven't had any of the other beers, but I am really really digging this uh, Flint Hills AF. I mean, this is good, man. This is good beer. Yeah, it's it's a it's super smooth, but it's also nine point three, so it has the it has the potential to kind of kick your butt a little bit. Uh, a question I have: uh, so with with Norman Cliff, one of them is kind of the more rotund guy, and one's the <laughs> mailman, right? I don't I don't remember which one's which. Cliff, Cliff uh, is Nor- the mailman. Cliff is the mailman, but he also has a mustache. <laughs> Ooh. A mustache. I mean, neither of them is exactly a lightweight guy. Yeah, I, 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 just, I, think, I just remember the other guy being pretty, pretty big, right? Yeah. yeah I think no. I think what we're trying to avoid here is hurting my feelings. I'm Norm. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Wait, Ryan. But he has a mustache. Be, we could be Fraser and what's Lilith. Lilith. How's that? Can I, am I Lilith? Yeah, I would say after after knowing you, I think that's a little bit more accurate. We we've lost everybody under forty five. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, cool. so yeah. So Manhattan Brewing it's 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 in a cool spot. Um, they're relatively new, and, and you know, hats off to them for out of the gate making really good beer. Because I think sometimes it takes these breweries a little bit of time to find their feet. Uh, you know, whether that's from the from you know, starting just with a small number of taps or was starting some very um, easy, basic uh, recipes, right? And it sounds like um, they, they've kind of hit the ground running. Um, so uh, hats off to them. And, and something that I like is, you know, uh, I pulled their logo so that I could, you know, check them out and whatnot. And um, I like how they've kind of tied into the, the, the 
you know, the, the local aspects there with the logo as well. They are big on local community, which I think is why they so readily agreed to help us out because that's our thing is like bringing community together around beer and parks. Um, and they're all definitely all about the local community stuff. And they do. So this is like random sort of, they have their wide array of beers on tap and two of them are always nitro, which is cool. Cause I love the nitro. And they also have a, they call it the beer engine and it's basically a cascale that they always do, but it's always one of the beers that's on tap or that's been on tap. Maybe it's not anymore that they set a, some of it aside and put it into a cask and like put fun flavors into it. So it's kind of like experimental almost. And they always have it on the beer engine, something really fun. Like they took, they took a, I can't remember what style beer it was. Maybe it was their stout and they made it into recently. One of them was French toast. So it was just like super mapley and poured like from a cask. So it's really smooth. And really, it's a little bit warmer, so it's a different kind of. It's like you know, very UK-ish. Yeah. UK being United Kingdom, not University of Kentucky. Yeah, we gotta be we gotta be specific <laughs> here. <laughs> and and but they they just they just made a bourbon barrel stout. Oh, dude, I I don't know if you guys like um, Kentucky bourbon barrel stout or their Kentucky bourbon barrel. I don't know if it's a stout. You know what I'm talking about, Mike? Yeah, uh, Lexington Brewing has the Kentucky bourbon barrel stout. Yes. Yeah, do, you, do you like that? Uh, I do not, but in general, I like bourbon barrel stouts. Well, this this one's this one's pretty dang good. They, yeah. uh, if if we're ever invited back, we'll give you another one of those. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, they started canning sixteen ounce cans of the bourbon barrel stout, so it doesn't have to be a humongous crawler that you have to sit and drink it all. <laughs> and they're real, like like Julie said, they're real big on community and. And uh, one of their one of their guys used to play for K State. He was the center back in the early aughts, and uh, um, so he's like to, a ray sized guy, right? He's a what? Ray sized? <laughs> uh, he actually not anymore. He like you look at his picture from when he was playing, and now you wouldn't even think it's the same dude. He's, he's fairly he's fairly Ryan sized, I would say. Oh, okay. Wow. Except you know, in shape and better looking. <laughs> you're a good looking uh, guy similar oh, God. stop <laughs> it um but they like to they like to you know tie their beers into local themes and kansas themes and uh they have like a you know a run it back ipa which is a big thing for the kansas city Chiefs. so it's they they like to they like to play up the the kansas angle yeah well and and, and falling in with you I, I mean i know the you know They've got the community or the the community. They've got the college, the university right there. I, I guess I was trying to say community college and I caught myself. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kansas really state not. is not a community college. It can feel I, like it sometimes. as an Oklahoma state grad. I guess I could, I could make that dig. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, following, you know, working with you on that is pretty cool. Um, you know, getting those, those students out there and doing those good things. Um, tell, so if, for anybody that's listening, what can they do to help uh, or get involved with your cause? Tell us where we can go, what we can do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so you mentioned earlier in the podcast, parksandpints.com, parks, the letter N, pints.com. Um, 
we're, we're, and that's a that's a place where you can just really just go kind of see what we do. Um, we do take this for what it's worth. But one of the coolest things about us at the moment, since we're still trying to uh, get up and going, really, is uh, we have a cool logo and uh, we've put it on a lot of stuff. So <laughs> um, that's a that's a good place to to go check out some of that some of our some of our merch and um, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the proceeds from anything that's purchased goes towards uh, these scholarship efforts. Well, the um, intent is that all of the proceeds will, we just don't have any proceeds yet. Right. <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing a lot of giving away and very little uh, proceeds. Something, but, something else that we've done. So this is our first beer that a brewery has brewed for us, but we also have, um, a locally owned bar in town. Some friends of ours own a coffee shop and a bar slash restaurant. And we had some taps made with our logo and stuff on them. And they have a beer on tap for us, which a dollar of every pour comes to us. So it's not just like brewing a beer for us. It's also like we just pick a Kansas beer or whatever and put it on that Parks and Pints tap. And we get a dollar from every pour. Yeah, I think, wow, I think that's awesome. long, yeah, I think one of our long-term goals is to we're we're playing around with this term, right? So don't don't laugh too hard, but uh, we're 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 playing around with this idea of something called like a pintaneer, right? So, uh, folks in Oklahoma, if you know a bar that might be interested in something like this, you know, we could we could pitch it to them, and they could take one of our tap handles, and they could you know every every pull of that tap handle is a dollar towards a scholarship for a student at Oklahoma State or a student at a college in Arkansas or, or whatever the case may be. I think that's our, our grand vision. We haven't really (laughs) figured out how to play that out yet, but I mean, it's a relatively simple thing for, for a bar owner to do if they believe in our, our mission to just, just change the tap out from whatever it is, put our tap there. And then when somebody pulls, you know, they say, I want that. Like, for example, we had space camper. I don't know if you're familiar with that from Boulevard. Mm Mm-hmm. Space Camper is a great beer, great IPA uh, yeah. from Boulevard Brewing. Uh, we had that at the Pool House, which is uh, a bar here in Manhattan. And, you know, that's that's a simple thing that somebody that believes in what we're doing can do to, to help kind of fund these scholarships for the students. So, uh, and so Space Camper, so it's earlier in the podcast, we talked about logos and designs, right? Good Talk about good graphic design. Space Camper yeah. is one of those. Yep. Um, so... Um, I've I've got to ask: Is there anywhere on the Parks and Pints webpage where I could see Eddie Rabbit music? <laughs> Not the moment. <laughs> Not the moment. Uh, <laughs> maybe if you check again tomorrow afternoon, there will be. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So actually, what I want to do is I want to. So, uh, folks, uh, on the Parks and Pints, he, you know, Ryan mentioned briefly that they have uh, merch, right? But uh, you know, they have they have a couple different T shirts, uh, a hoodie. Um, a couple different stickers, a couple different hats. So there's a, there's there's a decent little variety of things. It's not just uh, the regular old uh, t-shirt that's up there, and right? Some so more they got things some cool to stuff. come. We have some. We just got some new hats, and we have some glasses that I have yet to get onto the site, which I really need to do. <laughs> yeah. It, so so new things, some cool stuff. Uh, I think the other part of it really is, you know, like, like you said, you got a cool logo and, and, and I've got a couple of different of your stickers on my desk here. Um, 
one of which I posted today to uh, on our Instagram, right? Um, I think the logo is so flipping awesome. It really do you, is. Do you, do, you, do you know who created that, Mike? I do not. Well, the initial logo, it's it's, it's been edited, it, right? But like right. the initial, yeah. yeah. The, con- the concept was was created by Brian Klepeek. Okay. Remember him? I, 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 I met him. He was already gone by the time you and I worked together. Yeah. I think he was a tremendous artist, man. Yeah. He was, he was a student at uh, where Mike and I used to work together and um, he's, he was just amazing. We gave him an idea and he came up with it. So, so what we've learned about parks and pines <laughs> is that we come up with none of our own ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, but that's and that's but that's part of it, right? Is part of everybody kind of contributing to the common cause because we all believe right. in it, right? Right. It's not what you, it's not what you know. It's there you go. Yeah, we paid Brian fifty bucks to come up with a logo for us. Oh God, he's he's going to come after us after hearing this, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. After I stated that we don't make any money. Oh yeah, that's right. I he's he's going to take every every piece of profit you have so far. <laughs> You can uh, have our negative. You can have our negative equity. It's fine. So, you know, uh, so you talked about um, what you're doing right now, and you talked about these kind of these collaborations with breweries or um, working with different local taps and getting a, a beer dedicated toward your cause. What are some other things that you think are on the horizon for Parks and Pints? Interesting. That's a that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, Ryan's coming to get more beer for me. He doesn't want to talk. Oh, okay. To me yeah. so we don't get some echo. Um, I mean, mostly just more partnerships is really. Um, it's it's been hard because of COVID. So it's not like, you know, we're not really going out. Like we'll go to Manhattan Brewing because we're comfortable there. We go during the day when there's hardly anyone there. Um, it's just hard to go out places and get stuff done. I think right now, because what we want to do ideally is like go around Manhattan to start to different bars and restaurants and ask them if they want to put one of our taps on, put a beer on tap for us. Yeah. Um, so we've just kind of lagged in a lot of things. Oh, I know something else that we did, which we'll start back up. Oh Um, yeah. Here in Manhattan, we have the Flint Hills Discovery Center, which is kind of a little, you know, science museum, kind of kids, cool place. Um, Last spring semester, we had scheduled for January, February, March, and April, we were doing talks at the Discovery Center that were, um, you know, like public lands focused talks. And we would have a brewery come and talk about a beer for like 10 minutes before the talk. Or not talk about a beer, but talk about their brewery. Yeah. So we did two of those. We did January and February, and then the world shut down because of COVID. <laughs> so we didn't get to continue doing that. So hopefully we'll do more things like that. Yeah, that was that was actually a lot of fun. It was called Hops and Profs. Um, we had a different name, which we liked better, but we had a cease and desist letter. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh, it, it was called uh, it was called Hops and Profs and um, you know, I, I gave a presentation, another pro- a professor from our department gave a presentation and, 
like the the first presentation about polar bears she talked about some of her research and like we had 150 people show up yeah. and, you know, that may not sound like a lot but this is a like people were almost out the door there was so much interest in it and we had this brewery from about an hour north of here they came down and talked about some of their sustainability initiatives man that that was we so had, much fun um our friend Ben from Pool House yep. came and sold the beer at the event it was it was so much fun and i think that's really what we want to do once once the world gets its act together is 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 to do those types of things we really just want to spread the gospel of nature man i mean i, I know that sounds kind of silly perhaps but be so mike you, you you i know you understand that in the last year it's been difficult for a lot of people but here's something that came out of that a lot of people went outside last year because they had nothing else to do yep. um so this is an unbelievable opportunity to to tap into what's been a very, you know, horrible, unfortunate situation. But trying to find that silver lining is, I think there's a newfound appreciation for the outdoors. I for also nature, think parks. I also think a lot of people started drinking a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like the perfect combination of events for you guys. Right. It really is the perfect storm. Um, so I, I really think it's an opportunity for, I, regardless of the situation, it's an opportunity for us to just you know continue to tell people how important these places are, how meaningful they are, and and in the in the process, you know, enjoy good beer and hopefully get the next generation of of you know stewards out there doing the work. No, absolutely, yeah, and in. And- and I don't know about you, like on my timeline of friends and folks on whether it's uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatnot, is that the number of folks that I've seen take their kids out or or take them just themselves out hiking or doing stuff outside that over the last like six to eight months, right, um, has kind of surprised me. I'm like, you know, these people were posting, you know, pictures of, you know, other stuff. And now they're out on the trail or at the state park or, you know, whatever it may be. Um but also, you know, uh, whether, uh, you know, we're supporting small craft breweries, which is a positive thing, but uh, right. a lot of people have, uh, made sure they support their local establishment, whether that be a bar or a store, right. Package store. Okay. Right. There, there was, there was a time when, uh, uh, I was looking at your Instagram, like maybe about two months ago. And as far as I was concerned, your job was fishing. So <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, you know, uh, it's a tough life, Ryan. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I will say that, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad things that have come out of this COVID thing, but I absolutely agree with you is it's made me as well. Think about what I do with my free time and how I spend my time and, um, whether it's, uh, getting out on, uh, my professional fishing endeavors or just going <laughs> to the backyard and just being around, you know, uh, you know, I can, I can sit on the couch and drink a beer or I can go outside and walk around and have a beer. Right. So, um, so we've come to the part of the podcast where we have to rate this beer and talk about what song we would pair with it. Um, (laughs) I think we should pick on Ray first, uh, Ray, we haven't heard from you a lot lately. I'm eager to hear your voice. No, you're not. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised you're still there. (laughs) Oh, I know. So this so no no I've I've been here the whole time and it's you know you guys definitely have a, a much more 
in-depth history with with parks and rec than i do so i'm like you know what? i will i will stay out of the way and and just let the the conversation flow organically i'm 100 okay with that um so i would probably just have fumbled it all up anyway but what i've done in the meantime is drink a bunch of this beer because um <laughs> i can do that and so i would I, i've enjoyed this this is uh quite the stout uh it's it's a strong stout that the 9.2 percent will sneak up on you especially as smooth as this is um you know, but I, I heard you guys talk about coconut a lot, and my taste bros did not pick up on that at all. I was mm. looking for the coconut, and I got none. Oh, um, so in in you know full full disclosure, um, I, I had the COVID back in December. I turned out okay. I, I still can't smell anything at all, and my sense of taste is uh, not what it was. I taste things, but not I don't get the full thing out of it. Right. So that that could potentially play into it. Uh, still a very delicious beer, you know, very full body. Very, I, I like the lactose in this. It's super, super smooth. I, I love the mouth feel, um, but it's pretty banging. So I'm going to give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it, true to the style. And uh, I like a stout with a higher ABV. So so kudos to that. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I did take a picture of this when I poured it into my Parks and Pints pint glass. And I got a beautiful head from this. And uh, it just, it looked good. The color's on point. The color of the head is on point. The lacing is on point. Uh, so I, I have nothing bad to say about it. Except I wish that I got the coconut that, you know, shines through. But I think that's a, a me thing versus the the beer. So uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. We could put a COVID asterisk next to that. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So this is definitely one I would come back to and try again because, damn it, I want that coconut. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let us let us know when you're feeling uh, uh, back to 100%. We'll send you some more. Hey, goodness, okay Ray. This it. is coconut heavy. I like it. Yeah. It is. That's what I love about it. So, right, so no, Ray, can... with, with your terrible coconut uh, smell over there, what, what, what kind of song are you going to pair with this beer? So I don't know. You know I, I should have Googled it. Um, but there's a song is like you take the lime and the coconut and put it in the cup. That's where my head went. Very nice. So that's uh that's that's my song with this beer. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh what about you, Ryan? What would you rate it? Uh and then what kind of song would you pair with it? Oh man, it's gonna be hard to get that song out of my head now. Um, I know, right? that's all I can think of now. It's Harry Nielsen, by the way. Um so my rating is obviously going to be severely biased, um, <laughs> but I, uh, I I I I love this beer. I, I'm I like stouts. I like porters, um, especially this time of year. Um, as I said, you know, we 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 asked him to go heavy on the coconut, and he he did. The uh, Garrett, who is the head brewer at Manhattan and, Brewing Company, and Garrett, who brewed this beer, does not love flavored beers. He was so, like, "I'm fine with not adding more coconut," and all the rest of us were like, "More coconut." <laughs> that's that's actually a, a great point because that's that's actually a, a credit to Garrett that he doesn't like this beer, but he still made a really good beer. Um, I don't think he dislikes it. It's just not his favorite style are like flavored beers he just likes beer that tastes like beer i think <laughs> is my understanding <laughs> of garrett i can't wait till he hears this um so um uh 
I, I give it a nine just because it, it really hit the mark for what Julie and I wanted, or at least what I wanted. And um, I guess the ABV is the only thing I, I actually <laughs> would take a hit on because I, I want to drink more of it, but it's, it's, uh, it's dangerous to drink too much of it. So, uh, but otherwise I love it. I love the, I love the way it tastes. So in terms of a song, what was, what was your rating? Sorry. Oh, it was a nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, in terms of a song, Ooh, I don't know, man. Can I, can I, can, can we come back to me? I need more time on this. I think. Oh my gosh, Ryan. I know I'm very difficult. It's okay. Julie, what's your rating in your song? This beer is like a 10 when I'm, well, just drinking I, I one think of you, them. I think you hit the mute button there for just a second. Um, say that again. Oh, am I still muted? Nope, no, no you're good. I nope. can hear you, oh, but okay. we lost you there for a sec. That's weird. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I if I'm just drinking one of these, it's a ten. But I can't. It's because of the ABV, which is what we wanted was high ABV. I can. I. It's like a three if I want to drink a whole bunch of them because I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh wow. That's a. Uh... I'm just. I would never give it a three. I love this beer. I think it's a ten. Um, okay. I'm having a hard time with a song for it because I want to go for like you know the lime and the coconut summery beachy kind of song, but it feels more like a wintry sitting by the fire kind of song. Beer song. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> See. So, so do we need to come back to you on the song too? I guess. <laughs> Back to because right. I have oh, okay. my song now. Oh, oh your what's song? your song, Ryan? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees. Um, nice because because the bass line is silky smooth and chocolatey as hell. <laughs> oh wow! All right, I li- I've never heard a bass line referred to as chocolatey <laughs> as hell, but uh, all right, I, I can dig it, man. <laughs> Now I'm just going to put my hairy fist out there for everywhere, get a big-ass beard, and uh, hit a few you know, octaves higher when I talk. <laughs> I got a song. I'm going to go with uh, Foo Fighters, Best of You. Oh, it's oh that's a great best. track. Yeah, well best, done. Man. That's something that COVID ruined for us. We were supposed to see Foo Fighters for the first time. Oh, such a it great got canceled band. twice because they re- tried to reschedule, but just had canceled, just completely canceled. Yeah, we lost we lost our Eddie Rabbit tickets too. <laughs> Dang it, man! <laughs> the worst. Back when wow. he died in 1998 was when we lost our Eddie Rabbit tickets. It was a uh, it was like a laser Eddie Rabbit. <laughs> it was at the planetarium, the laser Eddie yeah. Rabbit show. It was really good. <laughs> No oh, man. man. So, so Mike, tell me, tell me uh, your rating in your song. So I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this beer a nine. Um. So what I like about it is it's the, the coconut, the the smoky coconut. Um. I think the vanilla and the the cocoa kind of bring it down a little bit, which is a good thing. Um. And the only thing that I was wondering, I, I wonder if 
barrel aging this beer, what it would do. And I think that would do good. I think it would do really well with a barrel, uh, barrel aged, but I'm not going to say a bourbon barrel. I would like to see it. Um, you know, I, I, I think a rum barrel would do really well with this. Um, it's awesome that you say that because they have said repeatedly if they brew this beer again, which I kind of think they will, I feel like it's been popular. I could be wrong. They're going to set some aside to age in barrels because that's what everybody keeps saying is this would be great in a barrel of something. Well done. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I'd be interested also, cause I've had only had a handful of beers uh, aged in tequila barrels and yeah. I, I'd be kind of interested. I, I think it would go well with a rum barrel period. But I think it'd be also be interesting to see what a tequila barrel would bring out in this. But anyway, uh, I can tell I you, I can tell you what it'd bring out in me. Yeah, all the good oh, every, yeah. everything yeah. inside of you. Yeah, just everything <laughs> inside my stomach right out. Yeah. So. Why? Well, you know, maybe maybe the rum barrel. You know, it'd be real smooth, right? I like that. I like the rum barrel yeah. idea. Um. So I give it a nine. Uh, I think it's a really good beer. Um, and it's, um, you know, I've had a variety of coconut beers and this one's actually very well balanced. So, you know, uh, again, kudos to Manhattan Brewing Company. Um, so on the song, I've, I've got a dilemma here. Um, I, I've, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, it's Jimmy Buffett type beer or it's Johnny Cash beer. So it's the Jimmy Buffett, like, uh, you know come Monday or Margaritaville or whatever you want, like kind of the upbeat kind of, yeah, the coconuts or it's, you know, cause it's also a very serious beer. And I, and I think of serious music, I think of Johnny cash and something like uh rusty cage or, you know, something along those lines. So, uh, what did not see that coming? Yeah. So have you ever, so the, the rusty cage, right. From Johnny cash is like, uh, kind of like, um, the F U the F U song, right? Right. And it's and, and that's what I like about it. It's it's kind of like saying you know, and a lot of Cash songs do that. You know, they're kind of giving the middle finger to something. Uh, but Rusty Cage is kind of like you know, uh, it doesn't matter what you say, F U, I'm gonna I'm gonna be somebody, and I like it. That's John, Johnny Cash is like uh, my heart and soul. Yeah. So the I Man in that. Black, Man in Black to represent a very dark beer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go with Rusty Cage by uh, old JC. Yeah, and this and this beer definitely does not care. So it doesn't it, uh, give up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh boy, cut that out. Oh, you get boy. the first bleep. <laughs> first bleep of the season. <laughs> Woohoo! It only, it only took an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> oh. So, um, Ray, that's the, that's the Flint Hills AF. It'll do it to you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll bring it Every out. Time. Every time. Ray, uh, I, I want to I throw you in on this. I, you know, we sincerely appreciate Ryan and Julie joining us. Um, it is getting to that point where we do have to bid them adieu. Um, folks, if you're listening and you want to check out what they're doing, parksandpints.com. It'll be in the show notes. And we'll also put it on our different social media channels so that you can just click on it um, wherever you're at and you'll, you'll find them. Uh, they're doing great things uh, and they're good peoples. So, you know, we certainly encourage everybody to go check them out. And, and uh, I know Manhattan, Kansas is not like, you know, uh, 
right in line for your next vacation destination, so to speak. But if you ever happen to be in the area, um, I think it's a cool little town, man. I really do. And, uh, if Manhattan brewing is pushing out this kind of beer, then I think, I think it's worth, uh, checking out. Right. I thought Ryan would say something. Right. Somebody say something. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah. I Manhattan. Uh, there's a there's a there's a store in town here. It's called Acme, uh, and they sell these hats and these shirts and these beer koozies. And it says Kansas. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but this town, Manhattan, Kansas, like, it has such a community. Like, there's just so much people who live here just have so much love for MHK, which is it's cool. Yeah. It's cool how everybody rallies around it. It's yeah, not just, that bad. Uh, just, just, drive not right that past, bad. just drive right past Topeka and don't even look back. Yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, last time I was there, yeah, you know, we drove around a little bit and, and I, I, I really liked it. I think it's a cool little place. Um, and I like small towns anyway. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever live in a big city, but um, it's got a good vibe about it. So I, I think it's worth visiting and, Again, you know, if, if you can go to Manhattan Brewing and check out some good beer and maybe run into Ryan and Julie with Parks and Pints, then it'd make it all worth it, right? There's a good we, chance we'd be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we, are, we are the little apple. Oh, that's man. True. That's the little apple. And that's so a cute little apple. Too. But, I mean, you guys are only two hours away from Lucas, Kansas. And uh, for listeners who are not familiar with Lucas, Kansas, if you want to see the biggest, most artistic toilet bowl, oh my god, you can oh. find. Um, check it out; it, it's worth the drive to to go take I'm a look at this. We haven't done this yet. Yeah, so check it out, man. There's your there's your vacation. Go look at a giant ass toilet bowl. Very again, very artistic. It, it's very nice. It's pleasing on the eye. And then drive by and uh, you know get some of these beers from a. Uh, Manhattan Brewing Company, uh, especially this one, the Forest Hills AF, when it's available, this is a seasonable seasonal ah, seasonal or beer. Flint Hills AF. Uh, the Flint Hills. I, I've had enough of this stuff. I can't talk now. It's obvious. <laughs> so there you go. It, it and uh, both so of these speech difficult. It you've, is. You've had, you've had enough that we're talking about getting uh, a crowler of Flint Hills AF from Manhattan Brewing Company and going to see a giant toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's one of those things. It's not that far off of I seventy. It's like, dude, it's worth a detour. So, like, why not? You can also see um, a giant Van Gogh sunflowers painting just off I seventy in Kansas. That's a good one. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's also the Barbed Wire Museum is in Kansas. Mm. Oh lord. (laughs) Oh my. The largest ball of twine and rubber yeah. bands, or yeah. actually, yes, the largest ball of twine is here. It's a long <laughs> drive. It's a long drive across Kansas. You got to give reason to people to stop. Oh my! So, uh, just because I I don't know my uh, geography that well, this is this is all somewhat close to Salina, Kansas, right? About an hour. Okay. We're an hour east of Salina. Yeah. Why? I, I, I don't know. That's the only, I, like, it's Wichita, Salina, and everything else. 
<laughs> wow, usually it, wouldn't, it would be like Wichita and Topeka. Topeka, yeah. That's, oh. that's, uh, that's, that's more Kansas geography than most people know. They're like, it's on the way to Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah. When we said we were moving to Kansas, all anyone had to say was, I don't really know anything about Kansas other than the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> every, Kansas isn't that bad. <laughs> it's, not it's, a, it's on a t-shirt so it must be true oh man see mike said salina dude one of my favorite places to eat breakfast in all of the u.s is in salina kansas what they they have these yes oh my gosh man yeah. you know i'm trying to look at the i'm, I'm looking at them on google maps literally right now trying to find this place it's uh right off of i uh 135 I want to say it's Jerry's or something like that. And they have these stuffed hash browns and it's oh like 15,000 calories and so much heartburn, but Irma Gerd <laughs> worth it. So worth it. <laughs> I will we'll drive there tomorrow. Awesome. I've only had Italian food in Salina, Kansas. So no, Russell's. Oh my God. I found it. It's Russell's. Russell's. Oh my God. I just got excited. It's uh yes, it's on the West Crawford Street exit of I one thirty five. It's right by this total, uh, you know, it's it's a truck stop that's not the greatest, um, but they have gasoline in really crappy, uh, you know, Kansas, um, what do you call them? Like little uh, souvenirs. That's what I'm looking for. And Russell sits right behind that this really unsuspecting little restaurant with a, a bright red metal roof, and you go in there and uh, breakfast is just like. Damn. So good. So, so good. Hey, Ryan. Let's go get breakfast tomorrow. How did you come to know this place? Uh, so, uh, in my former job role, I was a field tech for one of the, the IT giants. And uh, my, my region was the state of Oklahoma in Kansas. That was the territory okay. I covered as a field tech. And so, I would regularly get sent to uh, just wherever the hell Kansas um, because that was that was part that's of my the gig. Entire state. <laughs> I was gonna yes. say, yeah, we're, we're, that's everywhere. It is. So I mean, I've been sent to Hayes, Kansas. If you know that, for a, a fifteen-minute service ticket, we you know that's Hayes. quite a hike um, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, to Hayes, Kansas. But uh, I've, I've made wow. that trip before. No, so I've been all over the state. Did um, you go so, to the uh, the Sternberg Museum? That's in Hayes, right, uh, Ryan? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, you know, there's there's a little museum in Hayes. I mean, there's a lot of oddball museums um, in Kansas on I-70. There really are. And the further west you go, the more they seem to be related to dinosaurs and fossils. Right. Um, but there's some other cool, you know, there's a lot of German history out there um, from, you know, settlers back in the day. You know, like windmills, I think, not windmills, but silos and like these there's really old little, rustic churches. Uh, there's a little Bavarian town. I forgot the name of it now. But there's a whole little like Bavarian town somewhere here that we haven't been to. We've done like we've lived here for almost six years, and I feel like we've done kind of nothing. <laughs> there's, nice. there's, also, there's also the really inspiring Orphan Train Museum. <laughs> oh, All right, I didn't know about that, that one. That sounds like wow. a depressing museum. Look it up. It's not depressing at all. Oh, okay. Like that just sounds so sad. I'm like, my God, there's so it many is. they had to train them in. No, it is um, super sad. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh, fair enough. So, but anyway, I've, I've got to circle this back yet. Oh, God. We're going to cut all this, right? Uh, 
I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how I feel when I go to edit this tomorrow. Um, but anyway, no, this has been a, a hell of a lot of fun, guys. I'm, I'm so glad that you uh, all carved out the time to join us. And uh, thank you so much for the swag. Um, it's made my beer fridge and my home office look that much more epic. Uh, I've got another pint glass to add to my collection and uh, uh, another wait. beer. You accidentally sent back some of our stickers when you sent us beers. No. <laughs> there were stickers in the bottom of the box, and I was like, Oh wow, he didn't like. Oh them. no, I'm because I, I I have I'm looking at some uh you know on my beer fridge and at my desk I I must have missed them like were they under like the little flaps in the bottom of the yeah, box or something? Well, yeah, they kind of came out from under. Oh, the I must have totally missed those. Intentional. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Well, we appreciate the uh, effort to recycle the box. That's good work. Oh, absolutely! I'm a huge huge fan of recycling. Huge proponent of that. Um. So yeah, any anything I can do to reduce my giant ass carbon footprint, I'm I'm happy to do. Good work. Oh my. Any so anyway, I went there, but you know I've got to recap our our, our ratings here, Mike. Um, on the Iron Monk beer, uh, you and I both gave it a seven point five. Uh, Julie gave it an eight, and Ryan gave it a six out of ten because he can't handle the heat, which is fine. That's nothing nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh so our our flint hills af um you know julie gave it a 10 and ryan gave it a nine and rightly so like you got to represent in uh your stuff and uh i gave it an 8.5 and mike brought it in with a nine all very respectable scores and both of these beers will find their place on the craft beer bucket list and i think i think that's a good thing so I'll say again, thank you, Ryan and Julie, uh, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for uh, sharing this Flint Hills AF beer. It's been fantastic. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, season three, episode one. We know this is going to be a long one. We promise you it's going to be a fun ride through season three. Adios. Craft Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.